0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. The travel industry, we've talked about it a lot on our air. Hospitality, uh, seeing another setback with the latest global waves of the COVID-19 pandemic. Our next guest, we checked back with him uh, in May. We also have several times throughout the pandemic. He's always been so kind to find some time for us. So it's great to have back with us Axel Hefer. He's the CEO of the online travel platform Travago. And he is with us once again on the phone from Germany. Uh, Axel, it is good to have you here with us. How how are you doing?
1: Um, yeah, I guess we, <laughs> I know. that's the best way, best way to describe it. We're we hanging in there. Um, we, are, we are basically back where, uh, at least in Europe, we are back where we were in, in April, mm. whereas the U.S. Is, is still doing a bit better, but, um, but obviously um, in, in bad shape as well.
0: Well, so what does that mean for you guys? And I know you have a global workforce. Um, you guys have been dealing with this from day one. Is Does it feel like it was as it was back in April for you guys? Have you made some adjust adjustments or even just adjustments in your expectations about kind of how long it takes for the travel industry to get back to normal?
1: Yeah, I, as a business, I think we are, we are in much better shape because there is much more visibility what the next 12 months will look like. Um, we, we have significant progress in vaccine development. Um, the testing has become much, much faster and, um, and cheaper. Um, and, and we are almost one year in the pandemic and also have some data that we can rely on. So um, we are quite positive for, for a sustainable recovery starting really in, in early next summer mm. um, for our employees and, and I guess for, for all of us. Um, Uh, However, I think uh, we are in worse shape right now than we were in March because we are now um, not not heading into the summer where everybody was expecting that things would get better, but we are heading into the winter where everybody's expecting like in a normal flu wave that things will get worse. So uh, the Mm -hmm. emotional stress on our employees um, is, is, uh, is, is greater than it has been in the first lockdown.
0: I've had a lot of conversations with leaders about that specifically. We know it's a global health pandemic, but health covers so much, right? It's your physical health as well as your mental health. So what are you doing to help out your employees?
1: yeah so um there there's there's only so much you can do. I mean we are obviously mm-hmm. trying to be very transparent, um so we've got very frequent all hands. everybody can ask any kind of question. Um, we've brought forward our strategy process for next year, um so that now everybody can prepare for next year and is looking forward and I think that that is um that is from a psychological perspective, the most important thing that you have something to look forward to and that you have hope that things are getting better. I'm um, rather focusing too much on the present, which can be, in, in particular in Europe right now, be quite depressing.
0: Well, and it's interesting, you know, um, from what I understand, you are among the group that really think that we've got to, as a member, you as a member of the travel industry, have to kind of remind everybody that it's not smart to push everybody back <laughs> to, to think about traveling, that we've got to be smart about kind of where we are so that we can get this under control.
1: Absolutely. So, so I think there there are basically two things that are really really important. One is to, um, to to manage the number of infections, and for that, obviously, traveling is not good, and and any kind of uh, social contact is not good, and that that's where most of the European countries currently are in. But it's equally important also to give some hope and something to look forward to. And there, um, we as a business look forward to the summer, which is obviously our peak season, and are are they quite confident? But. I think it's also important for, for the society overall to be able to look forward to something, to a significant improvement. And for that, the last two weeks in particular, I think have been good in particular with the, with the news about vaccines.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. Cause it's something we've seen certainly, uh, when it comes to the travel industry, specifically the hospitality industry, we see stocks move specifically on that news. Having said that, as soon as we get the news, you know, uh, about two weeks ago from Pfizer initially, and today Pfizer did file with us regulators for an emergency use authorization of its COVID-19 vaccine. But as soon as we got the news from Pfizer and Moderna quickly also were many stories that follow that said, Hey, we got to slow down. There's logistics, there's getting it out there. Um, there's just a lot of questions, too, about the efficacy or, or how long-lasting that efficacy is. I mean, there's still a lot of questions. We've got about a minute, and then we'll come back and talk more. How do you see it in terms of the vaccine?
1: Yeah, so, so the, um, I, I think it's, it, it was clear, clear for quite some time that there would be vaccines available. The, the positive news to us is that the um, um, the effectiveness is much greater than than what a lot of people had hoped for. Having said that, the likelihood that it will have a real impact on the first half of the year, I think, is quite quite uh, small, um, mm. given that it will take some time and it will first focus, obviously, on the high-risk groups.
0: So, Axel, when we get on the other side of this, what do you think travel will look like? I think you said, you know, maybe when we get into some of the early se- summer season next year that we start to kind of feel a little bit more more normal. But what will that normal be like when it comes to the travel industry? Will it be a little bit different?
1: I do think it will be different. Um, So the first thing that that we've seen this year, and I do expect the same for next year, is that there was a very, very strong trend towards local travel. And Mm. a lot of people will still not be comfortable to go very far um, with the experiences that uh, quarantine requirements and being imposed on a very short notice this year. Um, On the other hand, I I do think there will be some difference because all the governments globally will have had one year of experience and um, will Probably have a better regime in place to allow for some international travel. Um, the least recovered segment we do expect to be intercontinental travel. I mean, that that will recover uh, probably not next year, but the year after.
0: Interesting. And is that, I mean, you look a lot at leisure travel, but leisure business, business, is that something that's a few years off to getting back to normal?
1: Yeah, on, on business, I think there's, there's a very different discussion. I mean, the, the, um, on business, we don't expect that business travel will go back to where it was coming from. And, mm. and the key reason is that um, we are all shifting a lot more towards remote work. And, and when you do remote work, you do accept that you can be very productive without being in the same room. And that also has an implication on how many business meetings and how many business trips you need to do both internally within your company, but also externally. So um, I, I do expect the the business travel recovery to follow a similar pattern than in the last couple of crises, but not to reach the same level that we've seen before. There when is it, a structural change.
0: When it comes to visibility, I think you guys have said that you anticipate. I think maybe your CFO had said that you're going to be down about 70 to 80 percent this year in terms of revenue compared to 2019. That's pretty much that's it, right? That feels about that feels about right. Unfortunately.
1: I mean, the, for, for the remainder of, of the year, you cannot really expect that much. I mean, Europe mm-hmm. is, is pretty much um, in a complete standstill. Um, uh, in the southern hemisphere, there, there is some um, summer activity and also quite, quite strong summer activity. And the U.S., I think, is somewhere in between with the rising uh, infections. It's, it, it will be a bit up to the reaction of the government um, how, to, how to control the situation and what that will then mean for the, the travel activity. But yeah, we don't expect... Um, any any significant business for the remainder of the year?
0: So, when you say local travel, and which is what you were already seeing, I know we've talked about that before, and you expect more of that. Is there anything though in particular, again, like the the type of trips? I know we've talked with lots of individuals too about you know things like hiking and parks, like you know places where people felt spread out were certainly in demand. Is it that type of traveling that you think continues to be in demand?
1: Absolutely, mm. absolutely. For, so for the summer, what we've seen this year is that whenever the situation was under control and, and, and there was a general sentiment that it's safe to travel, the first trips that, that really picked up were, were nature destinations, so the, the coast or the mountains, and, and trips where, that you would typically classify as, as vacations to relax rather than cultural trips. Um, on the other hand, we, we do think that in the second half of next year, there will also be some return of city trips where you're more focused on activity, uh, going to the museum, to the opera, um, or just going to nice restaurants. But for summer, um, it, it's clear that, that, and I think this year the or next year, the need might be even greater because we will come out of a longer um, difficult situation to yeah. just get a rest.
0: Yeah, that pent up demand, man, I, I can't even wait to take a trip. Um, Talk to me, I want to switch gears a little bit, but talk to me about the Google European Union antitrust case because you guys have been involved and you have been part of the group of tech companies who have written to the EU competition chief and um, talked about Google and that how they favor their own services and web searches. Talk to us a little bit about that and your concerns here
1: yeah absolutely I, I think I think it's a very interesting topic because the The European Commission has looked into various practices of of some of these mega platforms for quite some time but um from my perspective, what has changed over the last not only the last year but but uh, but for sure over the last two to three years is that there seems to be now general consensus even globally um, amongst pretty much all the tech companies that um, these mega platforms are getting too powerful and and, uh, that they are leveraging their control over certain, um, stages in the overall, um, value chain to, to then dominate, um, subsequent, um, activities and subsequent products. And, um, if you, if you look at uh, Google specifically, um, in the European Union, they have more than 90%, uh, market share in general search and, um, they expand their value add of the overall, um, ecosystem by adding more and more products that are displayed in a favorable way um, versus uh, competing products and for us specifically that has been the hotel search product i mean hotels hotel price comparison is something that that was innovated by by trivago and invented by us Mm -hmm. Um, but over the last couple of years the the visibility of the competing product has been increased quite significantly Um, and if you just compare how our ads on google are displayed and how the google hotel finder is displayed you can see that it is factor six or seven times bigger and much more appealing uh, in the display. And um, that, that, is, that is, I think, a very tangible example um, how, how they are really leveraging their control over one, um, one product into another.
0: Well, and it's interesting, and I guess, you know, I forget, right? Google has its own Trips app and and applications, right? And I do think that there's an expectation among consumers that when you search, that you are getting an equal search, you know, that comes to you. And we are increasingly, the more and more we learn about the digital economy and the digital companies and how it all works, that's certainly not the case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think there's also a challenge for these mega platforms because if you look at their valuations, they They have to grow um, significantly beyond the market growth, and mm-hmm. the the internet growth overall is coming down. I mean, we are all using the the internet twenty four seven so the only option they are having is trying to extract more and more of the overall value that is generated and capture it. Um, and to do that, they need to to make their products much more commercial. If you look at Amazon, there is a lot more advertisement now on Amazon. Whereas five years ago, the, the whole ranking used to be pretty much organic. I mean, what we did, it was trying to show you what, uh, what you're really looking for. On, on Google, it's the same thing. I mean, it's very heavily commercialized. And um, if, you, if, you use, um, if you search for Trivago, for example, and we don't um, pay for an extra ad, um, the first results that you're likely to see are from our key competitors.
0: Going to leave it on that note. Quickly though, thirty seconds. If we talk again in another f- three or four months, what do you think the story will be? Just quickly.
1: The story on Google.
0: No, the story on you guys in the travel industry.
1: In in three to four months, we will be we will be on the other side of the winter, and uh, we will be much more optimistic uh, because we will have much much better visit visibility when the summer will start and how the future will look like because. We think that sustainable recovery is starting next year, and it will not recover immediately. Um, it will take a couple of years, but at least we will be on a sustainable recovery path.
0: Yeah, visibility, very, very key. Axel, thank you so much. Really a gem. Axel Hefer, CEO of Trivago, joining us on the phone from Germany. Really talk about two important issues, obviously COVID and the impact on reopening our economy, but also about what's going on with big social media giants. Of course, they're being looked into very, very closely here in the U.S. as well.